Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you are in North Carolina or South Carolina or anywhere else in the world, enter the Cat Cave with Michael Davis to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast, a part of the Keep Pound Podcast Network and the Fans First Sports Network, the same place that hosts Embrace Debate on Mondays, the same place that hosts Believe in Panthers with Panthers all-time running back Jonathan Stewart. And we noticed there is no Ryan in this week. And so I went in and found this guy. He's still at Bank of America Stadium where he was a month ago for his appearance on Al Pocket Fridays at four. We got Country Kev, four-man rush his own, Kevin Avery. Kevin, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. It, and it's finally here because this is the last cat cave before the NFL draft. I feel like we've been talking about this well, since you came on the show about a month ago for Al Pocket, or even before then because of all the trades going on, Panthers training up number one, creating all this buzz, it's been pretty great having that buzz here in the Carolinas. Yeah, it definitely has. You know, um, you know, a lot of times with us being considered a smaller market, you know, we usually uh, don't get a lot of the attention, but definitely going from nine to number one, has definitely ushered a lot of focus on the uh, on the franchise and the team. So um, I've been enjoying it for the uh, for the most part. Some parts I can do without, but hey, it comes with the territory. So um, yeah, just uh, counting down till uh, Thursday, eight p.m. and and uh, let's get this uh, new chapter going. And it will be. I, I believe you are going to the uh, Jake DeLome party with Luke Keekley at your home Bank of America Stadium? Um, If you're talking about on – are you talking about on Friday afterwards or – I think it's – is it Thursday or am I make, mixing up my days? I think you might be mixing up because the, uh, the draft night party starts at 6.30 at Bank of America Stadium. Okay. Um, and I'm not aware of any Jake DeLone um, – type of party but now i do know that on friday uh other psl owners such as myself uh will have the opportunity to actually get to be in the same room and meet our new uh first round pick on friday so that's going to be pretty awesome that'll be pretty cool if you didn't know that as a psl owner now you do and you do because (laughs) you aired the cat cave with michael davis and our guest kevin avery today and so 
there's a lot of talk about the quarterback, who it's going to be, whether it's going to be Bryce Young, whether it's going to be C.J. Stroud. Um, but there were some big news in the NFL this week, and the Jets actually traded for Aaron Rodgers officially. They are going to swap first-round picks, so the Jets you know, give up the 13th but get the 15th pick. Uh, Jets also gave up a second-round pick, a six-round pick, and conditional second or first-round pick, depending on how many snaps Aaron Rodgers plays this season. Packers, Packers were able to get uh, a fifth-round pick and you know get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Um, it, it's it's a pretty big deal, and I know we'll probably see a new Panthers quarterback at the helm after Thursday night, where they select number one overall. Is there any part to you that you may have wanted to trade for a guy of Aaron Rodgers' caliber? Me, honestly, no. Really no inclination uh, to doing so. Um, just just my own personal vendetta. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is easily – Hall of Fame talent. I think he's very well capable of getting the job done. But for me, it's two factors that is always kind of that that just didn't allow me to get even enormous with the idea of wanting us to an attempt to go get an Aaron Rodgers. Number one is his contract. Um, you know, when he re-signed with them last year, it was for three years, $150 million fully guaranteed. Uh, that alone right there in itself with us already in cap hell would have just severely uh, crippled it um, even further from a, just a financial point of view. Second point of view, um, reason why I really didn't even lie myself to fancy the idea was, uh, to me, Aaron Rodgers just had this selfish diva attitude. Um, it's almost like a sense of entitlement. Uh, me first, uh, you know, with him. You know, I feel like he avoids accountability when he has a bad game in the playoffs. Have you noticed the last three years <laughs> when the Packers have, you know, failed and it's been largely due to ineffective play on his part? Um, that's when he does this, oh, I might retire. It's like he seems to want to have the focus on if he's coming back versus the reason why they're not going forward. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it just seems as if this this is his third year in a row where he's held the Packers – front office and fans in limbo, you know, about oh, whether you come back or not instead of discussing, you know, why you stunk it up again in a home game when it mattered the most. So just for the salary cap reasons and just his, uh, just the way that he conducts himself, I, I just didn't feel like that would be any a good fit for me as a fan and for this franchise. And, and there's no doubt in Aaron Rodgers is a winner. He's won – and his years in Green Bay, whenever the team is having a down year, it's around Thanksgiving time where he puts the team on his back and carries them, if not to the playoffs, then really, really close to getting a spot in the NFL's postseason play. But Aaron Rodgers, I've never liked his attitude either. And so I saw a couple of things on Twitter like, hey, the Panthers could have gave up this for Aaron Rodgers because in reality – the Jets didn't give up a lot when when you think about the name that Aaron Rodgers brings to New York. But 
they did give up enough for an aging quarterback who doesn't always have the best attitude, but he is very talented. Now, we've also heard a lot of things about Lamar Jackson. Lamar uh, still hasn't come back to the Baltimore Ravens. He's not been traded anywhere. Lamar hasn't gotten a huge contract anywhere. So I know I know you touched on Aaron Rodgers' salary cap, but Lamar, former league MVP, he's still young. He's like 26 years old. And before the Panthers trade up to number one to go get a rookie quarterback, there, there were talks about maybe going to get Lamar. Lamar may have went to Atlanta, went to New Orleans. Do you wish the Panthers had at least did their due diligence in terms of getting Lamar Jackson to Bank of America Stadium? I think that, you know, behind the scenes, there was conversations to be had. I just think they didn't go but, you know, so far with Lamar Jackson. Um, just, again, my own reasons why. Number one, I'll, you know, I go to, you know, the salary cap restraints. You know, he he wants to have more guaranteed money than what Deshaun Watson got um, in Cleveland. And, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson got his entire contract, you know, guaranteed 200 and. I believe 30, uh, $30 million. And at the time of his contract, it was broken out for Cleveland for like five years. His cap hit was going to be right around $46 uh, million a year. And again, with me always staying in tune with the Panthers salary cap, there financially was nothing feasible about trying to do maneuvers to make them fit because you definitely wouldn't have been able to resign other players that are just, you would have had a quarterback, but you wouldn't have nothing to build around him versus, you know, the route that we went where we're building up to where if we can drop the right quarterback in. It should, you know, return us some um, some good immediate success this upcoming season. So, again, with Lamar Jackson, number one, um, the salary cap, you know, with the yearly hits, because if you look at if you've been paying attention to what's been going on with um, the Cleveland Browns this all season and their restructuring, uh, they already had to restructure that deal. So instead of $46 million hit, now over the next three seasons, Deshaun Watson's cap hit is going to be $64 million to Cleveland. And that's just a financial headache that is not worth it. Um, ideally, I don't know if it'll happen, but I love the way the Chiefs did their deal with um, Patrick Mahomes. They basically turned him into a revolving bank door. With a now on the outside, it was ten years, five hundred million, but it was only, um, I believe, like one hundred and seventy-eight million of that guaranteed, and that allows them to basically, hey, if they need some money, go to him, uh, turn his uh, base salary, which is where a lot of that money is structured, into a signing bonus, and that creates several millions of dollars to um, be open and allows them to be competitive. I mean, for God's sakes, the defending Super Bowl champs got 10 draft picks. You know, they got, you know, access to use plus, uh, you know, quarterback in this prime. So the, it just allows them to have that flexibility to not only sign free agents, um, but also to, you know, have, you know, numerous draft picks. So if you're ever going to model a, a huge payout for a, a proven quarterback, that would be the way to go, even though I think Jerry Burrow's deal might break uh, break the bank on that one. You know, it's just 
how the quarterback trend goes. But yeah, um, but yeah, those are the reasons why with particular Lamar Jackson, why I wouldn't have been two, three. I think they looked into it, but they just did the math and just fit. It's just not where we're at right now because uh, Scott Fitter has always said his, he ideally would like to build his team around a rookie quarterback with a five-year deal. So, And in those five years, you have a chance to build the rest of the team around him, which Panthers have already started and have a chance to compete while that quarterback's on his rookie deal. Granted, when that quarterback's ready, if he, if he pans out, if whoever Panthers State number one pans out, he's going to be worth a lot more money in five years just because of how the market goes. Now, now that we've gotten the fantasy Madden type, you know, quarterback situations out of the way for the Panthers, uh, you may recognize Kevin from his appearance on Out Pocket with Michael Davis Friday afternoons. I've had Friday on my mind, um, just getting ready for you know talking about post draft everything that we're going to do on this week's show. But Kevin was on Out Pocket about a month ago. I want to say it was like late March, like March 24th or something, give or take. And Kevin had this to say when he uh, was asked about who the Panthers should take number one overall. This video on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel will play a clip right here. If I'm held my foot to the fire and say, okay, choose one, I think without a doubt the best quarterback prospect in this class is um, Bryce Young out of Alabama. Um, I, I think that he's by far the most polished. Um, I'm, I'm not one of these tape measure scale queens that's, you know, because the majority of the debates online people are having about him, they're talking more about his stature than his play on the field. And I think that's just, you know, you know, uh, rather narrow minded, you know, because when you get people to actually tell, tell you, OK, outside of the size, what is it about his game that you don't like or he needs to improve you of? I, I, I really don't get but so many, you know, legit responses back. And Kevin, I know it's been a month and. There's a lot of stuff going on. And we actually did an episode last week where we broke down some film with Josh McCown. Uh, Josh McCown, before he became the Panthers quarterback coach, before they trade up to number one, we talked about his breaking down of Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. It's very notable that Bryce Young, the only knock on him was the size. And Josh McCown, like, kind of threw that down as kind of foolish and narrow minded if you will, um, the same term that you use because it's not about the size that he plays with. It's about the strength of his upper body and the way he plays the game. And so we've heard a lot of smoke screens. We've we've seen a lot of the signs pointing to Bryce Young. We've seen uh, C.J. Stroud's draft stock kind of tanking right now. There's rumors that he may not even go top five. Whether you believe it or not, I'm not too sure whether Stroud drops out of the top five in this week's NFL draft. But I'm also surprised that the guests on this past week without pocket, both of them said, hey, I would take C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. So I feel like the Panthers front office is made up. But as a fan, are you still sticking to Bryce Young as the quarterback of your future? Yes, I definitely am. Um, I'm 100% locked in with – believing that with all, as you stated, with all the signs pointing 
you know, with the odds of Vegas, I don't know if you keep up with that, you know, what there's, you know, been doing with who's going to be the um, number one overall pick. Um, also, the mere fact that Scott Fitter also mentioned that no one else has called and inquired about possibly wanting the number one um, overall pick. And I, I just truly feel like that, you know, Bryce Young is going to be the uh, the next franchise quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I don't know if you've seen me uh, do this hashtag on my tweets lately when I mention them, but I do the hashtag, the Bryce is right, you know, playing off of, you know, the famous show that I grew up as a kid, you know, I'm a 70s and 80s baby, born in 79. So the, the price is right. So I'm saying the Bryce is right. So um, that's kind of been my own little hashtag for for Bryce Young. Um, but yeah, I haven't... Um, I'm 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 just fully locked in. Um, I'm ready to buy all of his jerseys in white, black, and blue. Excuse me, process blue. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I tried getting the right blue on the screen. I don't know if I succeeded or <laughs> failed miserably. We'll, we'll we'll get it down here eventually. But with if you think Bryce is right, I, I love the hashtag. By the way, I have seen those. Um, go follow my guy on Twitter. Um, would you be upset if it's not Bryce Young? Mm, to a certain degree, um, it wouldn't be anything I would go but so far because I got to feel like with this coaching staff, if they decided for whatever reason to go in a different direction, they got a plan in place. They see something that us fans do not see. You know, because one of the things that I, I try to harp on for as much football IQ intel that's a lot of us Panther fans, including myself, you know, I'm not above anybody else. I uh, feel like you have about the game. Uh, our franchise, our front office has access to way more film, way more metrics, statistics, way more information than we could ever find on a Google search on our free Wi-Fi. So. Whatever intel makes them feel comfortable going in a different direction than Bryce Young, uh, it would initially shock me, have me looking a little puzzled. But at the same time, I'd be like, okay, there's a plan in place. You know, if I trusted them, their thing so far, I, I have to ride it out now. You have to ride it out now. Who Who's going to be the quarterback? Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. And a lot, a lot of this talk, you know, a lot of fans forget they drafted Matt Corral. Corral missed last season because of a season-ending injury. And I can't help but think that things would have went a lot different if Matt Corral didn't get hurt because he would have definitely had a couple games to prove that he could play at this level. Do you think the Panthers keep him on the bench as a backup, or do you believe that the Panthers could trade Matt Corral to another team that may need him? Um, because Scott Fitter has always said in on every deal, I mean, if somebody comes through and makes a substantial offer for him, I mean, obviously I wouldn't fault him if he did, but, uh, just based on what I've seen and heard in regards to Matt Corral, uh, I think that it would probably be good to keep him here on, um, on his second year. I mean, the guy, you know, unfortunately got hurt preseason, had to watch all of his rookie year go by. I've uh, been rehabbing his his tail off here. Uh, you know, my my desire to 
get a new franchise quarterback is not anything against a uh, against Matt Corral personally or you know saying as a fan. Um, but you know our franchise can't keep going off of hopes and what ifs if you're in a position to get a uh, a easily proven talent upgrade at, at at the position because here's the thing um you know if a lot of fans don't know you know frank Wrights, you know it recently came out that the uh, our offense which has been playbook has been built by offense coordinator thomas brown uh it's going to be it was leaked out by miles sanders last week that it's going to uh, definitely feature a lot of rpo and for those that don't know rpo is run pass option i know some fans have gotten it confused with read option that's two totally different type of schemes. I know it sounds similar and verbiage, but um, yeah, real quickly, if you don't mind me breaking down deep the difference, Mike, um, run pass option is basically, okay, is the quarterback going to um, hand it off to the running back or is he going to uh, throw the ball based on his read of the linebacker? Because he's basically reading what the uh, what the linebacker, uh, the linebackers are, 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 are doing to determine if he's going to hand it off versus a read option where it's based on more so on what the decision, the read is off what the defensive end does. Is he crashing down to take on the running back? That way the quarterback pulls it and uh, runs the ball. Um, or does the defensive end stays put? He hands off the ball to the running back. Um, so the run, the read option adds the, the element of running the ball as a scheduled option versus Run pass option is really not a schedule, but if the play breaks down and there's opportunity for quarterback to run, obviously run the ball. So just to give people that breakdown of the difference. So, but back to wrap up with that uh, part here, the, um, um, you know, with the Panthers running RPO, that's actually fits the style of Matt Corral and what he ran at Ole Miss. Uh, because when he was RPO schemes at Ole Miss, he was a, he was an effective quarterback. Now, when it was anything outside of RPO, he he definitely had a struggle. So I definitely feel like that he has an opportunity. I want him to come and compete. I want him to make it hard on Andy Dalton and whoever the rookie quarterback is going to be. Um, um, you know, as we saw with the 49ers, you may never know when your backup third-string quarterback may be called into play. You know, it's a long season, 17 games. Um, so I, I definitely – feel comfortable with Matt Corral uh, staying on with the Panthers uh, being, um, being a, uh, you know, providing competition, but I think potentially he's looking at a backup uh, position at this point. And whatever you do, you do not need Josh Johnson taking snaps for you in the NFC championship game. That goes horribly wrong as we have found out last year. Um, that was our little, would you rather quarterback edition? You know, we went through all the scenarios. We went through Rodgers. We went through Lamar, Bryce, CJ, Matt Corral. The future is for him. And we, we'd be remiss without sharing some Panthers news on the Panthers Newswire. We had Brian Burns, the defensive end, undergo ankle surgery. It addressed a small fracture. is performed by Dr. Robert Anderson, who is actually a former team doctor for the Carolina Panthers. Brian Burns is expected to be Ray by camp, but – I wanted to ask you, Kevin, should they prioritize drafting defensive line help day two and day three in this draft? I definitely think that they should look into, definitely look into it because this draft is definitely uh, has the type of edge rusher to compliment Brian Burns. 
Now, there still are some um, decent options out there in uh, in free agency. Um, uh, and I know that Fitterer, as of last week, did mention um, during his pre-draft presser that uh, yeah, you like to have you uh, the team would like to add another pass rusher. You know, he said you like to have two really good pass rushers on the team uh, if possible. So I think it's something that they're definitely going into this draft with a plan for. Like if this if these particular players fall or get to a certain area where we uh, want to make a move, um, I definitely can see that happening. Um, now, when you think about the scheme fit, because another thing I think a lot of fans have to keep in mind, when you say edge player, you got to keep in mind that, you know, with the Panthers switching to a base 3-4 defense, that edge player is actually like a 3-4 outside linebacker. So it would have to be someone that that thrives and being able to stand up, uh, come off the edge, you know, be able to, you know, be able to set the you know, gap integrity while still being able to uh, rush the passer. Now, with it also being known that base defense is only 20% of defensive snaps average league-wise, uh, you're still going to need that player that can also put his hand in the dirt as a 40 front or four down lineman front, um, you know, when we're in our, you know, uh, you know, sub packages, whether it's nickel, whether it's dime, um, you know, you definitely see a lot of four-man fronts as well. So whatever, you know, edge – type of person um, that we player that we go after uh, definitely has to have that, you know, position uh, flexibility. Me personally, um, I'm already a fan of who's already on the team. Marquise Haynes. I would love to see him get an opportunity. You know, we resigned him last all season. Plus this was the exact same type of scheme. He played in that college at uh, Mississippi where he set the sack record. Um, also, um, Armani Barno, who we drafted last year out of Virginia tech, uh, he's been in Brian Burns' back pocket. Brian Burns actually went on record and saying he's took Barno up under his wing to uh, help teach him and step his game up. So that can be nothing but good news and good things to look forward to uh, from that aspect. So I'm, I'm definitely not opposed to adding via draft or free agency, but I'm, I'm definitely not shy about giving opportunities to um, players already on the team at that at, uh, at that position. Plus, also, throw it in real quick, Frankie Louvu was mentioned as a possibility. He could play both inside and outside linebacker with the base three, four. So uh, I think we got options, but I'm not opposed to adding talent. And usually day three is usually used for drafting special teams guys. And I'd be remiss without breaking the news that the Panthers re-signed restricted free agent, Sam Franklin to a one-year deal. He's a big special teams guy. And uh, you, you seem to be pretty happy about, Sam Franklin being back with the Panthers this year. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I've definitely been a Sam Franklin guy. Uh, Football-wise, you know, I just like his story, you know, how it came to be. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he was working in, like, Applebee's or something when Matt Rue gave him the call to, um, you know, come try out for the team, uh, made the team, um, immediately showed good flashes, um, I believe, in the 2021 season. And uh, was retained. And uh, this past season, uh, he really made his niche in spot duty uh, in the defense, but particularly in special teams. Uh, he's a core player, which means he plays all four special teams positions. And it was it got noticed not only here amongst Panther fans, but league wide, how good of a special team players uh, Sam Franklin is. You know, whether it's covering punts, whether it's um, 
you know, on kickoffs. Um, he's definitely just been a guy that has, you know, if you take the time to actually watch the special teams clips on films, um, he's always standing out. He's making a tackle. He's making a key block. He's He's got his name constantly in the mix. So uh, I'm definitely thrilled that he um, held off on signing the tender as a restriction free agent and actually got a better deal by re-signing a, um, a one-year contract. So definitely happy to have him back in the mix. And, and those guys are honestly mis- misunderstood by a lot of the casual Panther fans. And it's good that special teams guys get uh, some some respect, honestly. And with the draft happening this week, we got maybe a minute or two. Who do you think is the best draft pick in Panthers history, if you had to put a bow on it? I think it's pretty obvious in my eyes, but what do you say? Ah, best draft pick in Panthers history. That's hmm. um, like you say, you have to go to obvious and say Cam Newton. Okay. Um, and reason why, not only because it's the quarterback position, but just for me, just the energy and the vibe and like the new era that he kind of ushered in. Um, he definitely was a quarterback that came in with his own personality, his own um, style that a lot of Panther fans had not seen before. And when you think that whether for good or for bad, the way that um, he brought Panther fans um, together, uh, you know, it was just something that for me as a fan, I just think was very, uh, uh, very polarizing. Um also, as a fan, I just think that, you know, for all his statistics and all his play and things of that nature, um, I think it was a disservice that our franchise, that our front office didn't correctly build around him. Like, I think they should have. You know, anytime you got a Cam Newton and a Luke Keekley in their primes, you've got to capitalize on on that. And so it's always going to haunt us that, you know, Super Bowl 50, we didn't win the game. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but, for me, but for me, though uh, – yeah, for me, I, I just think that the best draft pick ever, uh, you know, would, would be Cam Newton. I respectfully disagree, especially thinking okay. about Steve Smith. You know, he was the only, you know, guy to get a triple crown. He had touchdowns, receptions, and receiving yards. He's the Panthers' all-time leader in all three categories. Um, like, he was a third-round pick really small he's like five foot nine and Mm -hmm. everyone expected him to be the special teams guy and steve smith had a chip on his shoulder the size of the rock and by the rock i mean dwayne the rock johnson and (laughs) he he did everything he could but uh and and cam's a nice answer just because quarterback he upset the tone but steve smith was panther football for a decade and as a receiver his size that is that is saying something but country kev we are out of time go follow my guy on twitter go subscribe to the tobacco road sports radio's youtube channel ryan's going to be back from the ocean and exit the cat cave until next week listen to more content by myself michael davis and ryan frick on tobacco road sports radio's youtube channel more and more carolina centric podcasts on the keep time podcast network powered by the fans first sports network Go follow Kevin on Twitter. He's got some good tweets. Hashtag the Bryce is right. We'll see you next week with the NFL draft to a close.